We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 218. On this episode, we've got a few news items... And then we'll be discussing recent episodes of Mar- Marvel's – I almost said Marvin's again. Damn it. <laughs> Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Believe, Resurrection, The Walking Dead, and Crisis, plus some uh, TV on DVD picks at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 218. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me – Hi, I'm Jason Hughes. I've – I was on the Jason Times 3 podcast. Um, most recently, I was uh, the over- TV overnight editor at the Huffington Post, most recently as in Friday. Um, but I am no longer there, so I am uh, between gigs, but I can be found every week on the Antenna Free, pod- Antenna Free TV podcast over at antennafree.tv. And I'm Kyle Nolan from net. All it right. seems way too little. I, yeah. I need to add more. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Kyle, where were you at before uh, NoReruns.net? And uh, no, uh, yeah, man, uh, what happened there? Just uh, they're just doing some reshuffling at uh, at HuffPo. Yeah, basically. I mean, I I'd been there six and a half years, so I'd survived several reshufflings. <laughs> yeah. I started a TV squad, and then I made my way to AOL TV through the. Well, I did both for a while, and then they merged, and then we merged with Huffington Post, and then AOL TV shifted over to HuffPost TV. And everyone that I worked with about five different times got let go, and I hung on there. But finally, I could not hang on anymore. <laughs> they finally gotten have they finally gotten rid of like everybody from TV Squad? They, oh yeah, I was the last one from you a long the, time the, ago. You were the last um, one. Yeah, the last HuffPo or TV Squad person probably left about two years ago. Um, and now they they basically are eliminating the TV section almost completely at this point. Really, that's interesting. Because they don't do news anymore. They're not really doing any recaps unless Mo Ryan wants to do them. And they're basically just, if it's fun and viral and might share on Facebook, they'll do it. Otherwise, no. So they're just changing their focus, I guess. So they're becoming BuzzFeed or something? They really, really want to become Buzz TV feed, basically. Yeah. Uh, interesting. But uh, thank you, Jason, for uh, for joining us. Uh, I People who listened to... Uh, all the way through to the end last week will be like Jason's not Mike, and but I know Mike. <laughs> but, it, but we sort of uh, kept it in the uh, uh, Mike wasn't able to join us, uh, but we were able to keep it in the Antenna Free TV family and, and the uh, TV Squad family. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, bring Jason on, who uh, graciously accepted to join us uh, on short notice. And with that, we'll uh, jump into the news. Uh, first up. A&E pulled uh, Those Who Kill, but said they're going to move it to another night at some point in time and try, like, a do-over, I guess, or something. Uh, yeah, but, that's uh, something you see very often. But, but I, yeah, that's was, I, was, I was kind of surprised to, to see a cable network pull a show after a couple episodes. That seems like a very network thing to do. Oh yeah, it's a very ABC thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it did. Like, the audience dropped like by half from the premiere, and it was it was not hanging out of the Bates Motel audience at all. Yeah, at you know from the premiere to the next episode, I mean that's 
I mean, at any time, no matter what the number you start out with, if you drop half of your audience by the second episodes, there was something there that wasn't interesting people. Right. So uh, that that was kind of, uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting uh, to see. But yet on cable, you know, when they're doing, what are they doing, like 10 episodes of this or something like that? Yeah, yeah like I think that's episodes. what it was. And, yeah. You know, a lot of these, I think, yeah, A&E is usually doing like 10 episodes or, uh, you know, all the most of the cable channels are doing somewhere between ten to uh, thirteen. Some of like USA or Sci-Fi sometimes stretch those things out to uh, sixteen or or something like that. But you usually end up with the short number uh, seasons. Then that even when something doesn't work, they usually just play it on through, and then they oh, don't yeah. they don't bring it back for another season. But they they almost never yank a show mid run, and then. I'm trying to figure out what Annie's plan is because you gave it Bates Motel, which is arguably their their biggest show right now, <laughs> yeah. as a lead in, and then they go, "Well, that didn't work. We're going to try something else. What else is there?" I don't, don't think I turn the summer sometime with nothing else. Maybe they ought to try the uh, like the stars uh, AMC thing of uh, of putting it on Saturday and 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 see. Well, it. Then, the, then maybe those terrible ratings would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you have something like. Uh, uh, or you get something like Hell on Wheels that on Saturday more people started watching it than were ever watching it when it aired on a Sunday. So that's true. It's you, a, that's because Sundays are so crowded. And then Stars has been pushing their show. You know, most of their new shows have become Saturday night uh, fair as well. So I mean, I, I don't know. You go for an open night where there's nothing else new. And maybe that's a, good, that's a good plan. Or the summer when if you hit that block before the big summer season starts, there's a period of a, a few weeks there where there's nothing on. So you can try and yeah, yeah, get people to latch on then too. maybe marathon the whole thing in two weeks. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's It'll now become an event series that they air during the summer. <laughs> you could just yeah, you could just do um, every night at 10 o'clock for the next two weeks. All right. That. That was still interesting, though. I mean, just to see uh, something like that pulled. Usually they would just... I mean, unless they somehow think that there's something to it or they didn't advertise it right or something, but I don't know. I just say if 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 you get, what, like a, a million whatever the first week and then it drops half to like 800,000 people, that's... It's that's, definitely a bad sign. That's pretty much a sign that... It's, it's it's not really going to matter where you put it uh, in your lineup. Uh, people weren't weren't interested in it. Uh, next up, uh, ABC Family has renewed uh, Melissa and Joey and Baby Daddy both for a fourth season. Which I was, they've done so many uh, odd numbers of episode orders per season for these two shows that that it going to a fourth season sounds like they've been around for. Uh, it doesn't seem like they've been around that long, but I mean, they, aren't there seasons like their seasons are like thirty something episodes, aren't they? Well, they've that's well, the thing is like the well, like the first seasons though were like ten. Well, the first season was thirty because they ordered a back eighteen yeah. on the twelve. Second season was only fifteen, but then the third season, this one was is like thirty five episodes. Yeah, they, they they've been these weird. And then they're going, I think twenty next season. It, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen a network so crazy about these numbers they just make them up yeah <laughs> well, they, they also have their weird like half seasons because everything it seems like there's always some finale or, or premiere going on in abc family like something 
they always have spring premiere, spring well, finale. Yeah, that's the that's the weird thing about this this weird this time frame that we're in is like TNT has some shows that are having uh, season finales as of as of tonight that you know, cause, but they came back for like four episode runs. ABC right. Family has these splits and stuff like that, but then all of these shows are going to return in the summer, and it just seems like they're they used to just do like you know summer shows and maybe a little bit in the winter or something like that but now they yeah they tend to split these shows in weird uh in weird combinations that you're never quite sure but ABC family with their comedies when they like something apparently they they really they, like they, it they just keep uh, keep <laughs> keep doing lots of it it's almost uh i mean they're not quite the 1090 orders but you know <laughs> no, but but I mean, like you got close. a third season of thirty-five episodes, that might as well be part of a ten ninety. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. an insane number. Yeah. But yet they they end up playing it in, you know, in uh, various groups. That at any one time, you're like, what season are we in of this show? Uh, you but know, yeah, because <laughs> it just feels like it's been on constantly every week forever. Uh, next up. Uh, it's been announced that uh, Amazon Studios has picked up uh, four series of the uh, five adult-oriented. Sounds weird to say adult-oriented. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every time I've had to write that or talk about that, I feel like I'm. It's like it's not porn. You want to put that in parentheses? Yeah, yeah, not it's porn. The, <laughs> it's the. It's the. They had five non-children's programming. You know? There you go. <laughs> uh, or something. I don't know. It always sounds weird to say. Although. Although a couple of the shows did have nudity, so there you go. Uh, but they picked up uh, The After, Bosch, uh, Transparent, and uh, Mozart in the Jungle. I was shocked the Rebels. That was like the one I thought for sure was a lock. And oh, really? then... I, thought, I thought that was the worst one. But it was the most. It was the most. It was the the most sitcommy one. Yeah, that... It was the. It was the one on the review podcast that we had that the three of us. Uh, that were on there. Kyle was one of them. That we all thought that the Rebels was the most actual like sitcom. Like it was the actual one that was that felt like while it wasn't great, it felt like it was trying to be a comedy. Maybe that's what hurt it though, because uh, <laughs> their their Alpha House and Betas didn't exactly set the world on fire. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to go a different direction. Well, they they are trying to go a different direction, and they're the 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 direction they're going is transparent. Got a lot of. Uh, write-ups. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the reason it got picked up. Even oh, absolutely. Though, even though on our uh, review show of those, uh, we had, uh, I think, I think None overall transparent was our least favorite. <laughs> it was the lowest rated of all of all five, and it had the fewest views as well. So the only thing that you're right, it was it was the fact that the media actually picked it up and started talking about it. Yeah, I think that was that, the, the that main the, main reason that one got picked up is uh, see I'm I think I said on a you can uh, if you're uh, li listening or wanted to jump back hadn't listened to the previous podcast that was uh, episode two fourteen you can go to TV pause times, this one go to that yeah, one. TV times three dot com slash two fourteen uh, to listen to our reviews of all the Amazon pilots but that one for me was like fine do a show. I, I a lot of what I liked about some of these shows, like Mozart in the Jungle and stuff like that, is that they had subject matter or places that shows were being set was different than what you normally see. Right, uh, and those were some of the things I liked. But 
you got to at least make a good show in that, you know, like I, I, it's like, uh, don't, don't pick something up just because of, or make something just because it's hitting this certain subject matter, find something that hits that subject matter. That's actually good. <laughs> that's what maybe I they'll uh tweak it a little if i mean even though it got picked up it, it did get the lowest review so you would think that that would tell them to go back and go all right well we're not picking this up because people loved it we're picking yeah. it up because everyone's talking about it so let's see what we can do to make it better and maybe maybe they will probably not <laughs> but they they definitely have uh you know they're definitely picking things up going with the picking up their first couple dramas after only picking up a couple comedies last time i was surprised at how many got picked up Although I still say, you know, Transparent and Mozart in the Jungle really fit more in with the half-hour show. Not really comedy, but they get termed comedy because they're half-hour shows. But they were closer to something you might see on, you know, like HBO or Showtime in a half-hour slot, which other than something like uh, Veep, which is really going for comedy, (laughs) a lot of those are like short dramas. I assumed Veep was more documentary-like. <laughs> it's an it's a, it's a alternate reality documentary of what it's like to be in the... the I'm sure she's, she's just a, a female version of Joe Biden. That's his life. <laughs> just F-words everywhere all the time. <laughs> uh, all right. And lastly, bear with me here. This is going to take a minute. <laughs> CBS announced their pickups... They picked up the comedies, uh, The Big Bang Theory, for three more seasons, which will take them up through season 10. They picked up The Millers for a second season, Mike and Molly for a fifth, uh, Mom for a second, Two Broke Girls for a fourth, Two and a Half Men for a twelfth, uh, NCIS for a twelfth, NCIS LA for a sixth, uh, in the in the drama CSI uh, for a fifteenth, uh, Person of Interest for a fourth, Elementary for a third, Hawaii Five O for a fifth, and Blue Bloods for a fifth, and Criminal Minds for a tenth, and The Good Wife for a fifth season, and then uh, they picked up the reality shows, uh, Undercover Boss for a sixth, and The Amazing Race for a twenty fifth and twenty sixth uh, cycle next uh, next season, and then they also picked up the news programs, uh, sixty minutes for uh, a forty seventh season, and uh, forty eight hours for a twenty eighth. Uh, which those were the two I actually had to like really dig to find out like oh, what, yeah, that's what, not easily out there. What season those those are in? I think the Futon Critic actually lists that. Yeah, but I think uh, the the basics there are that uh, sixty minutes is coming back. Yeah, is that, is that of the new shows, the only things out there that haven't had any real uh, is uh, intelligence and the crazy ones, and then. With the the returning stuff, I think the only one out there is the Mentalist. Poor fans of the Mentalist that hasn't been, they haven't said yet. Uh, those I think those are ones where you have. Uh, uh, while I've liked the sort of reboot within the this last season of the Mentalist uh, of the series, it hasn't really uh, drawn any audience uh, back up, and CBS doesn't own it, so. There's yeah. there's the there's the the drag on that one. Uh, the crazy ones is is likely to be the show that would be the number one comedy on almost any other network <laughs> with the numbers that it's getting. Oh yeah, but it's probably going to get canceled. Of course, it also wouldn't uh, be on the night of the Big Bang Theory. So 
yeah. a lot of that is audience laziness. Oh well, the the thing there is uh, is the Millers. If they move the Millers away from Big Bang Theory next season, it's going to it's oh, going to it's going to drop like thirty or forty percent of its audience instantaneously. That's one of those that like you you sort of have to pick it up because of the ratings, but they've been so. I think that they could have, you know, they could put any, they could have put the crazy ones in there, and it, oh, yeah. it would be. It's, it's like the uh, '90s NBC slots on Thursday, yeah. where if you were like between Seinfeld and Friends or Frasier, wh- whichever ones were on there, you know, every thirty at uh, eight thirty and nine thirty, those <laughs> were just primo slots, you know, between those comedies and then ER at ten. All kinds of garbage got dropped in there, and they all got huge ratings. They didn't do as well as what they were in between. Like there was a roller coaster yeah. of ratings there, but they still held on to what was a pretty good number. And I, well, I've maintained that uh, uh, all season that if the Michael J. Fox show aired after the Big Bang Theory, that it would be getting a second season. Just because, oh, I think so. Yeah, just because if it was on any other network, it might. Just because it would have gotten, uh, it would have, it would have gotten huge, you know, much bigger ratings uh, on the night. I guess the only other show out there for CBS is the Friends with Better Lives that doesn't start up until the night that How I Met Your Mother uh, uh, comes to uh, its end. Uh, but I guess there's still the possibility that that could do uh, could be something that that gets picked up. But uh, it's going to have to do pretty well. But yeah, it's going to have to. It's going to have to do. It's going to have to do pretty well. It might. It might get a decent start number airing after the How I Met Your Mother series finale. Uh, but then, you know, the following week, it's going to air after, like, Two Broke Girls or something like that, which is really dropped off from, oh, yeah. from where it was. And, and now, uh, now it's the new anchor yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> which, is, some, which is bizarre. Some of these season numbers are just astonishing. Like, Two and a Half Men, how is that on for Here, 12 something funny. years? I'm looking at this list, and as you were reading it, it was I did not realize Two and a Half Men and NCIS had been on for the same amount of time. Because yeah. it feels like NCIS has been on since my grandmother was born. <laughs> and Two and a Half Men just didn't seem like it's been quite that long. Yeah, yeah. It, NCIS does seem like it's been on. Every time I see that, it does seem like it's been longer. But I guess it's because maybe because it's spun out of JAG, which was Probably. on for quite a long time. Uh, so maybe that's where it seems like it's been. and And the fact that they keep... Uh, trying to spin things off of NCIS. Yeah, they got uh, another one, I think, coming later this year, don't they? Yeah, they have one that's set in, like, uh, uh, Louisiana because uh, due to tax credits, everything's set in Louisiana. You now. know what they should call that is NCIS LA, but with a lowercase there. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they haven't added... How have they not added CSI Louisiana yet? Yeah, uh, yeah well, that's... Uh, CSI seems to be done with spinoffs. I guess they're just going to settle and be one show now. Well, they're doing the – they're spinning a show off into the same sort of like world that CSI is set in, but it's going to be like a completely different show. It's going to be more of a cyber tech uh, investigations show that they're going to be but, – but apparently that character is going to show up for a case in CSI and then – Well, all the CBS shows yeah, seem to exist and, in the same universe. Well, it started. That's starting to happen on uh, on NBC too, because like uh, I still think that they need to that NBC's next show should be Chicago ER, and then they could bring an ER show back in Chicago. 
That's but true. Mix it in with the other Chicago shows, and then you could just have. I keep seeing ads for all of those shows, and I'm not sure like what show they're advertising because I see people that I know that are supposed to be attached to either one of those shows, like showing up in the ads for the other one. And I'm like, how many crossovers are they doing on this? As uh, many as it takes. <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on these shows. All right. That's, uh, that's enough with the news. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of stuff. I, but I mean, if you're, if you're CBS, like you can't really fault them really for picking up any of those shows based on, based on their ratings. No, it's got to be so easy to be in charge of that network. <laughs> yes. Everything's working. Okay. I mean, because, uh, I mean, even stuff like, uh, I mean, you look at something, you know, like Blue Bloods or The Good Wife or something like that, and while they don't get the biggest of 18 to 49 numbers, if you look at their ratings, they'll come in like third in the 18 to 49 demographic, but they'll be like, but then they'll have almost twice the actual overall audience of like any other show on at the yeah. same time. So, you know, even if their audience skews older or something like that, in this day and age, if you get anybody to actually watch your show at the time that it airs, it seems like uh, you're going to be picking that show up uh, for as long as that continues to happen. And, and old people are much more likely to watch a show when it airs. Yeah. <laughs> which which uh, which shows, like I, like, I think The Good Wife came in this past Sunday, it was like the third show or something like that in that uh, of the networks, but it had like somewhere between eight and nine million viewers where I think uh, maybe Resurrection had something close to that. But like the rest of the shows that had similar 18 to 49 numbers all had almost half the you know number of viewers. Oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And we'll uh, with that, we'll jump into uh, the primetime segment. Uh, first up is uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Season 1, uh, Episode 15, Yes Men, uh, which is uh, the big sort of uh, Lady Sif uh, from Thor coming down to in search of, in search of somebody, which uh, is sort of the biggest tie-in to the Marvel uh, movie universe that they've done on more, of, more than a cameo basis. And uh thought the episode was uh, pretty good. Uh Jason, what did you think of uh the episode and where you know, where the show is now here 15 episodes in? I think the show's finding itself. I thought the the Lady Sif appearance itself was kind of dumb to be honest. Um I didn't think they used her very well uh making it just kind of a dumb uh bounty hunter type storyline. Seemed like a waste of a uh, potential and then the other person she's after just oh i can make men do what i say it none of that was very compelling but luckily um the stuff going on with with sky and colson has been much more interesting because they're giving some putting some meat on the bones of the show and it was really needing it because i don't think they were doing a very good job as a procedural type show in the first half of the season so they're getting on track but i wasn't blown away by sif yeah, well, I think it's the Sif uh, appearance was like, we want to bring her on, but we need to do a storyline where people aren't going, well, well, why didn't you just have Thor? He's, right. you know, based on the movie, he's already in town, you know, kind of thing. Is <laughs> uh, well, we're not, uh, we sent Sif because she's immune to, uh, to right. the Right, and we can afford chasing. her. I mean. <laughs> well, that, that, that too, but, but story-wise, 
anytime they tie some of these things into something like that, you're just like, I watched Thor, the Dark World, and you know he's a uh, he's you know. He's living with his girlfriend in England, so like yeah, he's, he's, if, he's distracted. If another bad guy from Asgard has showed up on the planet, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just have Thor come over? And then you go, well, the reason is is because even Thor would be, you know, wouldn't be immune. He might be able to hold out longer than than others, but he still wouldn't be immune to it. Uh, so that was and his you know, girlfriend would get jealous. Yeah, that was the thing that you had to uh, where. They had to come up with something like that you know, to make it, and so so I w- I was actually kind of okay with that because just from the machinations of what you're doing in this giant universe that they've set up, could they used her a little more or 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 better in some ways? Yeah, but I was actually kind of surprised that it didn't that the numbers didn't tick up maybe a little bit more than with the, that kind of a tie-in, but. Did they advertise her? I didn't even realize it was she was going to be in it until I saw your your message saying. Oh that yeah, you no, they to, promoted to talk it. About that. Yeah, they. they I, I never watched ads, but so if you I, don't watch ads, it doesn't really yeah. it doesn't really matter. But but yeah, it was uh, fan fanboys of the Marvel movie universe knew well and good that this was coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought this was the best that they've done bringing in someone from like one of the other things into it. It was much better than the last Thor episode. Um, that they that integration that they did for the beginning of the episode, but <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind that she was immune because she was a woman. My first thought was, oh, they have her because she's cheaper than paying uh, <laughs> Thor to be on. It never even crossed my mind that. They well, that would, is that is the case, but I I, I thought know, but it was I, interesting that they they actually devised a, yeah. a storyline that would that would uh, negate that. You know, <laughs> that is like. But uh, like like Jason, the other Jason was saying, um, uh, I, I like that they have also finally moved up some of this Coulson stuff, uh, and now they also added this extra layer of that. Um, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Mingna uh, is part of some conspiracy to hide that information of what happened to him, and now she's calling someone saying that she knows that he knows uh, what happened. So I'm interested to see where they go with that and how she's part of all of this. And, and all that shield thing they're ramping up, I think is going to resonate in the films as well, which is a good use of the show. Yeah. I liked how they also brought up the the stuff with Lady Sif, how she's longing for Thor. They brought that up again here. You saw that in the movie and now they also bring it up here as well when they're, they're talking to her. <laughs> I liked in the episode where, where Coulson just sort of casually brings up the subject of blue aliens. <laughs> like, so have you seen, are there other yeah. blue aliens out there <laughs> in, in your travels around? It, it, it's weird that she wasn't like, why blue? You're asking a very specific question here. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, there's lots of blue aliens. There's these, there's those, there's these <laughs> other ones. <laughs> that was uh that was, that was a uh, pretty funny there. I guess they needed to do something so that that Sky would end up getting ejected with it too, so there would be uh, something more to it. But it just felt weird to me that you would go from finding out that Sky was uh, what is it an O eight four or whatever the the terminology is. 08, I'm totally blanking on that. Three maybe. O eight three. Yeah, whatever it is that uh, you know that there's something special or unknown about uh, her. 
they, you know, people have been trying to hide her, you know, her for when she was younger and stuff like that. Ooh, you were right. Oh, wait, four. Damn it. That they would end up almost like killing her off and then having to bring her back with this special serum, which now you're like, does what does what is this serum made from the alien do to her? What is it do to somebody that they, you know, was this unknown object of some sort? It just right. seems like now there's too many things around that, that when whatever things they, happen they really to her want in the people f- to stop hating her. Yeah. Well, it's like whatever things happen to her in the future, you'll be like, well, is that because she's the special thing or because this other things happen? Or is it a mixture now that if you, if you add the serum to somebody that's special, but they have Coulson as the one they can compare with. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the, it brought somebody, you know, they, they were able to bring somebody back from the dead. I mean, it does make for more interesting. Uh, they've they've gotten more interesting with bringing in the clairvoyant uh, and uh, his or hers or whoever's uh, uh, sort of henchman and 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 attaching some of these things more to a bigger story, which is the thing I said was missing in the beginning. Is you're like, yeah, these are fun adventures, but uh, where's the? It just seemed like they could have gotten into some more of these things. Or even attached more of these things to a bigger thing earlier on in the... Yeah, and that's what the show has needed for a while, is some sort of connecting piece to give it some sense of weight so that all the episodes matter. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's that there's some sort of overall goal that they're pursuing other than just they're out there to pursue whatever the next thing that pops up on their list is. You know, uh, whatever new thing... Uh, you know, a uh, problem arises. The hints in the beginning were like too obscure or, or small, you know, that, uh, that now they're, they're bringing in these things, you know, in a bigger way. And it's definitely made the show more interesting. Uh, it hasn't, you know, necessarily rocketed the show back to uh, the top of my interest chain on, on like a Tuesday night or something or Wednesday night. When does it air? Tuesday? Tuesday night, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's Tuesday know. night. Yeah, because tonight they're airing the Marvel. Yeah, it's not airing tonight. They're, they're but airing the Tuesdays. Marvel Assembling a Universe uh, special or something like that tonight. So, yeah, it's a Tuesday nights. It's not the first thing off the DVR like it was in the first. Because that's Glee, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, that's the first thing off the DVR because it's never on there. Uh <laughs> Although they are having their 100th episode tonight. That's a big deal for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and whoever's still watching it. Uh, I, I still am. <laughs> and now I'm committed. I'm watching it through the end now. Well, now that you oh, know that. Don't worry, I'm still watching it. Too. Yeah, that there's, there's actually an end. It's, uh, yeah, it's going Kyle, to New York now. Yeah, Kyle, from, uh, from that discussion on Twitter back <laughs> a few days ago. Uh, we could all use a more ability to quit things. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we have this. We've started with something. If you go, if if I go more than you know a couple seasons into something, it's hard to even if it starts not being as good. <laughs> I'm like, but it used to be good. <laughs> Maybe they can get back, and I'll stick a around. DVR, a DVR at ninety eight percent 
will help you. (laughs) (laughs) I've deleted my season passes for Perception and Rizzolian Isles after so many seasons because my thing was just too full. I mean, I don't even know why I watch either of those any longer. But then I saw that tonight's were like the season finale, and I was like, well, it's only one more episode right now. (laughs) (laughs) But then you're going to come back next season. And, uh, well, but at least the next season will start up over the summer when there'll be less competition. Uh, uh, Right now, you know, it's on Mondays and Tuesday nights are ridiculously full of TV for me, of things that I'm watching. Although, luckily, on Tuesdays, a lot of those are half hours, so True. it uh, it ends up not being quite as much as Mondays, which are mostly hour-long things that I'm watching. And uh, with that, we'll jump ahead to uh, from Tuesday nights to uh, the next four shows on the list are all Sunday night fare. And uh, the first one we're talking about is uh, Believe, uh, Season 1, Episode 2, uh, Beginner's Luck. To which I'll say they really needed a lot of this information in last week's episode (laughs) because it made the overall premise infinitely more interesting from what we saw in the in the premiere episode. But what do you think, Kyle? Well, I watched them back to back at lunchtime today. Well, that, I think that would have actually been a really good way to premiere the show would have been instead of giving it a, a Monday night premiere after you know the voice and then hoping that somehow the people that watch that are going to tune in on a sunday night up against the walking dead the good wife and resurrection uh is is an idiotic plan what they should have done is aired since they didn't start crisis until this week is like last week they should have just aired two episodes of this on on sunday night cuz this two hours together made a little bit more sense of what the overall thing is here. And yeah. you, you don't get that from from just the pilot. Yeah, you definitely get a lot more of what the overall goal is and what's happening in that second half of the episode. But I, the whole time I'm, like, watching, I'm like, why doesn't he shave, like, cut his hair? And, it, like, he sees, like, the, uh, the wanted poster. I'm like, you need to change your look. And then, sure enough, next thing he does is change his look. <laughs> and then, then he goes into, like, a casino to make money. I'm like, that's so stupid. They have surveillance videos. Why would you ever go into a casino when you're being hunted down? And sure enough, the surveillance video comes. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the show, but it felt very much like touch that Fox show where like they're going to go every week, find some person and like help make their life better while they're on this like road trip type of journey. But I'm hoping that those seem to be like maybe five minutes out of the episode. So I'm hoping maybe they concentrate more on the, the whole overall thing. Like who's this girl? Why does she have these, these powers and why do these two different people want her and like, is he going to find out that it's his daughter? And how did he like? How would, did that all happen? So I, I'm definitely interested to see more of where they go with the show. How about you, Jason? I agree with you. First off, that um, as a pilot alone, that first hour was a big fail. And um, I mainly watched the second episode for this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was kind of kind of sitting there because I'm like, you know, they did not give me any reason to come back. And then um, this episode managed to do more of that for the reasons that um, that Kyle said. It um, they gave more depth to to what's going on with the backstory and the girl and 
made it a little bit more interesting. Uh, the dad is kind of dumb, but um, I actually think they're going to go less into the mythology of the show. And I think they're going to go more the touch route where we're going to basically see the good deed of the week. Um, because I don't know that there's enough meat on the bones of the big story to have it dominate right now, unless there's more surprises up their sleeve. I think they're just going to try and be a, you know, this father-daughter superhero-type team saving people and then getting almost caught because they're putting their necks out, which could be fun to watch, but I don't know for how long. Yeah, with, uh, with this other yeah. group of people uh, around them that can show up at, yeah, with, at any With time. unlimited resources, apparently. <laughs> they can show up at any time, anywhere, and, and uh, as anybody to help out. Right. Uh, you know, help somebody out and get them out of whatever jam they've uh, they've So if they've got into. all of that, why does she have to be with this guy who has nothing? Why didn't they hand – Out running like, on their broke. own. He's like, like, why don't you hand this guy some more money because clearly he's broke? <laughs> or, you know, or like why, why aren't they – why do they have to be like on the run? Because yeah. Yeah. especially when you've got – the basic premise of it is you've gotten – not just somebody who's escaped from jail, but a death row inmate that was about to die. <laughs> you know, for a, while murder he didn't commit, that's not what everybody else you know thinks about. He was about to be put to death, and he escapes. This is this is something that's going to jump to the top of the wanted list. Yeah, this guy's America's most wanted <laughs> you know? number one right now. So that's the be- and then send him off into America alone with this girl. Yeah, I mean. Who's that important? <laughs> yeah, so you have to, uh, and and then you know once they, if you're talking about the world that we live in, if you uh, if you put out an Amber Alert on a cute little blonde girl, oh god, yeah, <laughs> that, that's going to be 24 hour news for like weeks now. So they're going to be, uh, you know, at least they finally actually had them get noticed by like a bystander, like you know where you're like. Okay, they've been running around here a lot. They've been, yeah, they've been avoiding the police, but hasn't somebody been seeing the news? They're on screens everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's there taking a selfie with someone. It's like, he should know better <laughs> than this. <laughs> he knows he's on the run. He knows he's wanted. His face is everywhere, and he's taking selfies and and saying where he's going. Like, no one's that stupid. Maybe this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he also went from like, I mean, I guess the guy they sent after him was a little bit, uh, was a uh, obviously maybe a little bit better trained fighter or something like that. But he seemed like a pretty well trained fighter himself and stuff he got into in like the first episode. And then he absolutely gets his ass kicked, you know, at well, first. Which again episode. makes you wonder, why is this the guy to protect her? Other than the relationship that he's her father sure. and doesn't know. That's the only hook. And the other thing that bothered me was in the first episode when uh, he asked, like, well, for how long? And, you know, you got me out, but for how long do I got to, like, watch out for this little girl? And and uh, he says, it'll be the best years of your life. And you're like, didn't the last people that were watching her, like, die after having her for two weeks? <laughs> you know, you're like... He's, a, he's an optimist. See, my, my first thinking at that line was... Oh, they're really wishful thinking that they're going to get more than one season. Like, oh, you know, this show, this show's a DOA. <laughs> yeah, I was just I that I was just one that. of those things that I was like, 
They've just now told us in the storyline that she's been tossed around from family to person to person for a, a while now since she's been taken from wherever, you know, the other guy that's looking for her. But yet, the yeah, the guy is quite the optimist where he's like, this will be the it'll be the best years of your your life. You're like, no, somehow because of the connection that he's actually her father, that'll be enough that they'll be able to last more than anybody else has. Hey, touch uh, made it, you know, two seasons. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. There's just like there's interesting things, just any type of thing where people have abilities or stuff like that, those type of shows around that type of thing interest me. Uh, but it was this one where they finally explained a little bit more, you know, the second episode where they explained a little more about it, that there's some other people that are like this. She just happens to have shown from birth to be like one of the most powerful, but she has no, you know, she's so young. She doesn't really know how to control it. Because uh, that was the other question. You're like, well, if this little girl is so powerful, why can't she just? <laughs> why yeah. does she need anybody to protect her? You know, type of thing. Because sometimes she gets scared. Yeah, and <laughs> and then she's useless. And that's when her that's when her power doesn't work. She's not able to uh, to do anything. But uh, I did like that she was able to uh, make the dice show up a uh, seven every time while drinking milkshakes. That was without <laughs> even watching the dice yeah. and having a yeah. conversation with the. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That showed that she really does have, like, for the little things, <laughs> she, she can, she can really, uh, uh, really do things. But yeah, I think uh, with way the ratings have gone for this, but talk about getting stuck into a, a difficult time slot. But there's just not enough there. Like, even though I said that the second episode made it infinitely more interesting, you're talking about. <laughs> The starting point was very low, so just because you get lots more interesting doesn't mean that you've actually crossed over the threshold to become, like, appointment TV or something. I may watch another couple episodes or something like that, uh, but Sunday nights are uh, are pretty stacked, and they're, uh, you know, and Game of Thrones is coming back here pretty soon, and that's going to be at the same time. So, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't believe that this show is going probably to make it past a second season or make it into a second season. I don't think so either. But we'll talk about its uh, NBC counterpart uh, crisis in a few minutes. Next up is uh, what is the top network show on Sunday night right now, uh, Resurrection, uh, season one, episode two, uh, Unearth. And Kyle, what do you think of, uh, of Resurrection in the first couple episodes here? So this was like the opposite for me. The the pilot I absolutely loved. I thought it was excellent. And then I was kind of let down by this second episode. It just wasn't as like I don't know, it just didn't pull me in. They they I mean they do introduce a lot of new uh twists and mysteries, but it just wasn't like with the return the French series, it's similar. That one I was like sucked in and for the whole thing, this I I don't know. I, I'll, I'll I'll definitely keep watching, but I just it uh, I didn't find it that compelling. The second episode. Well, that's interesting because most people that watch the return didn't even get sucked in by the first episode. They they're very snobbish about like the quality of Resurrection uh, because they saw this highfalutin. Yeah, know, I think the return, the return broke Resurrection for a lot of people because it was the return was very well done. Um, Resurrection for me, it reminds me of Under the Dome in that it's a, a 
a good concept with some really clunky writing and some terrible acting, but it's a compelling concept that um, it's, you know, I'm going to continue watching for a while, but I mean, some of it is just almost amusingly bad. <laughs> yeah. Some of the side character, even that final shot of the second episode when they're looking down in the, in the coffin as they open it up. I mean, it, you could, it's basically, you could see on their faces, we're looking at a camera. <laughs> you know, I mean, they couldn't even emote that moment properly. It's funny that you said under the dome because that was my initial thought. Like that started off really great pilot and then went kind of downhill and yeah, and it's crazy. like it's fun yeah. to watch, but it's just really, really dumb. Yeah, for me, I haven't I haven't watched the Returned yet, so I wasn't I didn't go into it with the you know having seen that and having that color my uh, view of this show. I just remember watching, although even this, I watched the first episode long before the I even knew anything about the returned, you know, back over the summer when they first put out the, the pilots to press. And of the ABC shows, this was the one really of the new shows that from the first episode that did suck me in. Uh, I thought the concept was interesting. I thought the way they, the whole way they introduced, you know, this kid showing up in <laughs> in China and then just how they unfolded some of those things. I was, I was very interested in it and still very interested in it after the second episode, there was just things that happened in the second episode that bothered me with the dad that returned storyline where he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say where he's been or whatever. And the, the one son is like, you know, he's not our dad. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, he's our dad. But yet I'm doing the math and he's trying to – He doesn't look old enough, right? Well, it's not that he doesn't look old enough. I mean he looks like whatever his age was when he died, but in the But we don't know when that was. I thought they said it was only like a few years before. It was only like three years or something. No, we know because in the first episode, the daughter is talking to the other – the the doctor lady and she says – she says to you know she's like I lost my dad and she's like yeah but you had you at least got him for nineteen, oh, 19 years. years and so she was nineteen so if they're now in their thirties it was some you know because the kid was a baby or the doctor was a baby when the boy went missing and that was thirty two years ago so you start doing the math <laughs> or or something like that or whatever the so you do the math and you go, okay, so the dad has been gone for, you know, 10, 12, 13 years or something and comes back. It just seemed like that dynamic would be different uh, and that the idea that he would come back and then go dig up the thing to find out that the stuff's gone and then be pissed off at the guy that, you know, stole his stuff, but yet he was dead you know, type of thing that there was just a lot of stuff inside that storyline that just seemed weird and bothered me. While on the other hand, the other side of the story with the little boy and stuff like that still remained to be kind of compelling. Well, also with the dad, he didn't believe he had died. Right. And meanwhile, your daughter, if you were gone really for 12 yeah, years, your daughter's going to look a lot different. You don't believe that she's well, yeah, 12 she years certainly older. Didn't look 19. Yeah. No. And your son would have been, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like a little boy. So I, I did find myself wondering about that because the little boy made the comment that his mom looks different, and thirty two years on his parents is huge difference. You know, they they went because we saw the flashback of his dad. 
Yeah, so. it also seemed like that you know once he goes to dig up the the stuff that he knew some of what happened to him or or something, and you know that he was trying to like not let on like <laughs> what he was really in the middle of in when he died. <laughs> See, that's what makes me think that there's just I mean he whispers to something to the little boy. I think that he know, is more aware of what's going on or what's happening than the boy is. Yeah, but it just and, seemed that everybody else was too accepting of it, except for like the one son. Also, that it seems like there should be a little more, I don't know, urgency in trying to find out why people that everybody thought were dead are starting to show up. Yeah. yeah, and then they have the other mystery with the missing or the the wife who was sleeping with the uncle or the the aunt who was sleeping with someone else or something. So then the thing with the uncle where he goes back to the house and says like she found us. Like, do you think the mother didn't actually die and she's there with him, or maybe she came back? No, I'm thinking. To life my thought was that him? yeah, my thought was that the mother had come had come back before even the boy had come back but yet nobody know other than like you know the guy she was sleeping with back then knows that she had come back I, I didn't know if it was before or after but i figured it was her as well yeah and so i i just i just figured that like so hopefully we're wrong because you don't want it to be that obvious do you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was the thing that it made me that was the first place i went to was that i mean because like who else would this guy be talking about that would have any relevance to to the doctor that showed up on his lawn. I mean, and that statement that he makes, nothing else really would make sense about them. And so maybe we'll find out in the next episode, like who that actually is and how long they've been back or what else is, uh, what else is going on. But I'm still, I'm still interested in it, but there's this, the dad storyline thing and stuff around that one. Uh, is is the thing that's bothered me? I don't I don't get it. There were too many things that I were just like, this doesn't make sense, you know, like <laughs> with what things they told us in the first episode. These things don't make sense uh, when he, you know, because he's saying, you know, like that he's just been gone for a few days, or that's what he thinks, or something. But even if you thought that. All you'd have to do is look at a newspaper or something yes, and right. realize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, just wondering if they're a little bit confused when they come back because he should be blown away by technology. That kid yeah. shouldn't have been so quick to well, grasp how to work that to, phone. Yeah, yeah he yeah. shouldn't have known how to play Donkey Kong. Like he didn't even – he would have had maybe an well, Atari or something when he well, was – he would have had a joystick yeah. with a one button or on it. Or even he, he might have known how to play Donkey Kong, but he wouldn't have known how – what buttons or what things you're supposed to do on a touchscreen to be able right. to play the game even if he recognized it. But it, it did raise questions as to like maybe like how long has that dad been back before he actually returned to town? You know, or how, you know, what does he actually, you know, how much does he actually know about what happened to him? And he's just trying to hide it because he was obviously a thief, you know, and, and you know, died in the middle of uh, burying their loot. If he died there, wouldn't the other guy have gone and dug it up immediately to, uh, like, when he had his heart attack? He hadn't even finished hiding it yet. So, I mean, it would have been there for everyone to find. So what was actually buried? Well, I think, that, I think that the other guy may have been there or whatever, too. And he's the one that put the, 
you know, because they are the, the daughters and stuff like that all, or the daughter and stuff, they all thought that he died like behind the wheel of his truck. Oh, so you moved the body. So after, the, yeah. the, the thing was that the other guy had like moved the body and made it look like he had died someplace else. And, you know, after a period of time dug up and used the loot and uh, obviously was living pretty well. And that pissed uh, this guy off. But it seemed to me that the first thing you would do wouldn't be just to murder that guy. <laughs> you know, if yeah. he, how is that going to get you anything back from what from what happened? Unless uh, the guy didn't actually die from a heart attack. He, the other guy actually killed him out there or something. Uh, I don't know. Or basically let him die because they were in the middle of <laughs> burying the, the loot, like didn't call for help. Uh, as he was having a heart attack, I don't know. There's uh, there's some interesting things. It's still compelling, but there's, you know, I'm hoping that in a, maybe the in the next couple episodes, you know, maybe we'll get a little information to find out why some of these things that are bothering me, you know, <laughs> maybe shouldn't be bothering me. Yeah, hopefully, but uh, you know, it, the audience dropped a little bit, but it still is the right now. It's uh, for ABC. And the way their network's going, as the like they want to be NBC uh, with a lot the, the way their ratings go on a lot of stuff. Uh, Resurrection right now has got a a good job of a, a good shot of staying alive for next season. And uh, while we're on the subject of dead and staying alive, <laughs> we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is The Walking Dead season four, episode fourteen. Uh, the Grove, which was quite the episode. Uh, what did you think about about this episode, Jason, and uh, and how this uh, and how the show's been since it came back from its break? The show's been fantastic since it came back from the break. I think I made the comment on my own podcast that I think it's it's starting to look and act like an AMC show as far as quality cinematography, how it's put together. You know, it was very popcorn for a long time. But um, they're really digging deep and, and finding out who these people are and, and what their motivations are. And, and this was just another great character study episode, as dark and twisted as it turned out to be, and uncomfortable to watch because you're dealing with children. Um, I, I appreciated that they went there and they showed how this world can break someone, or she could have been broken before, the, the elder daughter. We don't know. But this world certainly pushed her over the edge. And... Um, it's it's completely plausible. The, the whole discussion about you know growing up in this world, do do you have to be hard? Is it possible to still be soft and sweet? Because um, Carol's not necessarily always right, but she is a survivor. Um, I think it it did a great job of asking the important kinds of questions that people should be asking. And and you know four seasons in, it'd be so easy for this to get old and to be nothing but just slashing zombies. But they're really um, making it feel to me like it, it resonates more like a, a real drama now. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so my opinion on the season in general is the opposite. I, I haven't been a huge fan since it came back with all these like separate character episodes. Like I, I've just found it very slow and boring. So when I saw this episode was going to be out the, the two girls, I'm like, oh, here comes another awful episode. But this was an amazing episode. Like uh, just watching like it was just like Lizzie just completely insane and like clueless that anything she was doing was wrong. Like her with um, Micah there, uh, all of a sudden when they cut to that scene, I, I was completely shocked. I was not expecting that. And like I think they just did a really 
really good job with the way they played out this whole episode. So I, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. Well, as much as you can say pleasant about the episode, uh, I, I was very happy with the episode. Like it was a, a great hour of TV. There was somebody on Twitter, I think, earlier that day or something like that, that was asking like, what big event or something affecting you know that's affected you. Have you seen on TV, you know, like so far this year? And then we had that episode that night, and I wanted to go back and say, well, this is the episode that's that's done that for me. I've liked the more character study stuff, although within this episode, I would have liked to have found out more about, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah, Tyrese. I would have liked to have maybe, we've had a couple episodes within these, uh, where Tyrese has been one of the, you know, sort of the featured player in the episode. But we haven't found out, like, that much more about him like we have with, you know, Michonne and stuff like that in some of their, you know, sort of featured episodes. So I was hoping that maybe we would get to, when it looked like the episode was just going to be about these four, I was kind of hoping that we were going to get a little bit more about him. But the just the way the episode played out, though... You're like, yeah, we can save learning about him for another time, I guess. That was uh, some episode. It also finally brought forth for 100% that Carol was the one, you know, that killed the two people back at the prison because there had been some speculation that actually it had been Lizzie. (laughs) I would have believed it after tonight's episode. Yeah, Carol covered that night's episode. That had done it, and then, like, Carol was the one that drug the bodies away and, like, was, like, covering for uh the girl at the, that that was a theory that was out there that was sort of plausible because it wasn't until this episode that they that you fully got a grasp on what the what Lizzie's problem was or like how she saw things because she seemed it was just a weird thing where like she was able to shoot at real people to protect like to protect themselves but she was a little iffy about shooting at the zombies or right. taking out the zombies. But it wasn't until this partway into this episode where you fully got that fleshed out that that was uh, that there was some weird, uh, you know, that in like maybe a, a before, you know, before the, the zombies, somebody like that could have been helped. But here now who... Where where are you going to get you know medications or counseling or stuff like that? Yeah, I actually saw criticism online about people saying that maybe Carol didn't do the right thing in that moment. But it's like in this world, what is the right thing? I mean, you're not yeah, safe so, with that person. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you can send her off to a psychiatrist. Like, would you want to be under the same roof as that as that girl? <laughs> not a chance. Or that there's some facility that you can send them to that they'll be you know, separated from other people while they're being diagnosed or getting different types of medications and other treatments and stuff like that. There's no, there's no facilities like that. And they're obviously not equipped to handle that. And after what just happened, the likelihood that she takes out the baby or one of them is, is a huge possibility. Uh, So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it was sad and a tough choice. And things, but like, really, what else? What else do you do? I mean, do you just like leave her? You know, to 
That seems more cruel. To, to fit Especially for because she's, a, she's oblivious to the, that she's done anything wrong. Yeah, and, you know, sooner or later she would have just ended up, uh, you know, like, would it have been right for her fate to be, you know, to become one of the the zombies that she thought were just, you know, whatever? That a teacher. Oh, wait, no, she'd be dead. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you think that Carol made the wrong decision, then you got to give a plausible explanation of what you think should have happened. Yeah, I think it was just the fact that she killed a kid, point yeah. blank like that, in a, in a very um, of mice and men kind of way. Uh, but I, it, it it was the right decision because there was no other alternative. Not in the world that they're living in now, and we've seen that Carol is the one that could that makes these tough decisions these days uh, when it comes about protecting uh, protecting people either from a virus or from a, a psychotic. <laughs> Yeah, had that not happened, who knows if Tyrese would have killed her when he told her when she told him the truth? Like, because now he understood that she does what she has to do. She makes those tough decisions. Yeah, because it wasn't uh, they didn't like come to this decision, and Tyrese was like, "Well, I'll go take her out." It was Carol that actually did it. I mean, that was a pretty powerful scene too between them at the end, where he's like, "I'll never forget that what happened," but. I forgive you. And then, you know, them leaving to to head for, uh, you know, to continue down the road. I wasn't sure if he had known the first time when they were standing by the tree when he was talking about his stuff and she had her back to him. I didn't know if he was going to suddenly reveal that he knew and then just shoot her for what she did. Like in, in near the middle of the episode. I'm kind of glad she got past that hurdle because Carol's become one of my favorite characters which i did not expect um but i was worried that when tyrese found out he might snap her yeah, neck or well something. there was the well there was the possibility that at that time during that conversation that if she had broken and said it was me that she might have been no more <laughs> oh i think she was pretty yeah. smart in choosing when to tell him <laughs> but after they get back and the things that happened and you know they buried another you know they buried two kids next to what was obviously the grave of another kid uh, in the backyard. That was a pretty, uh, that was, that was, I guess, <laughs> uh, best being not the, necessarily the best word to use, but like that was probably the best time <laughs> to tell him yeah, uh, uh, about what had happened. But yeah, it's, I haven't been totally a fan of the focusing on just a couple of characters Every episode, I still think it would be interesting to see. I mean, like in this episode, they show you the smoke from the fire and you're and I, I'm assuming you're supposed to be thinking this is taking place right after uh, they they lit the they, yeah. Daryl and and uh, had, they had lit the place on fire after that. So you're 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 getting the same these things happening over the same time frame. And you get a sense of how close they all are to one another. Yeah. It it just seemed that at times, sometimes it's, some of these things seem like they might be interesting if you were actually seeing uh, some of these things play out at the same time, uh, where you're getting little bits of it in the episode. But then an episode like this wouldn't have worked. Spread if, out. If you would have gotten, uh, over like the last five episodes, a little bit of them living each episode. I'm not sure, because it all playing out all at once, it's all just right there. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I've liked these episodes because they've been like little plays. You don't have to like remember back. Oh, the little girl did this two episodes ago, 
oh, you know, that that type of stuff. Uh, so at, at first when they were doing this, I thought maybe they were going to do it for like two or three episodes, you know, and then they would finally, you know, more of the gr- more of them would have gotten back together or something or or they would start telling the story a little, you know, more people in the episodes. But they've continued to, you know, do these focus episodes, which it makes it seem like the next episode is going to do, uh, you know, something similar and that you might not get any type of sort of we'll get the know. reunion in the season finale. Yeah, you might get some sort of that uh at that point in time. But overall, while with a story like this and some of the, the some of the episodes that we've gotten along here, while at first I didn't I wasn't on board with it, I've liked what's happened and I like the character stuff a little more than you know, than necessarily just uh, you know, slashing zombies. Uh, and what's the new unique way we can try and kill a zombie this week type of stuff. So I've sort of come around a little bit more on the storytelling style that we've been seeing for these episodes. And uh, But the, the one thing that still bothers me is I can't believe that they didn't have more of a plan of if we ever have to <laughs> abandon the prison. Yeah, no meetup place <laughs> that, or anything. That we are all like, my question still is, is where was that bus headed? You know that they, you know that Maggie thought Glenn was on. Like, where where was the destination? And that bus, people were supposed to get on the bus and leave. Like, wasn't that bus going to be going someplace? Shouldn't other people have been trying to get there too? That whole thing. And so, if this group ever gets back together again, or wherever they end up, if on a third time, if there's not a plan, that's true. Because that's they didn't have point. one. They didn't have one at the farm. And I would have thought that after the farm, they would have had a better plan at the prison, uh, which with the bus and things like that, it seemed like they did. But then once they all scattered, there was never any, we need to get, we need to try to get to XYZ because that's where whoever else survived is going to be trying to get to. It was just them all scattering and all coming across the terminus notices themselves and figuring like, well, if the other people saw this, maybe they headed there too. That's the only thing that's really, really bothered me <laughs> about the season so far. All right, I think that's uh, that's enough about The Walking Dead. And we'll move on to the uh, last show uh, for the primetime segment, which is uh, another Sunday night show. Crisis, uh, season one, episode one, uh, the pilot uh, episode. And uh, Kyle, what did you think of Crisis? Uh, so when I first saw this back in in the summer, uh, it was one of my favorite pilots, and I was upset that I had to wait till mid season. And rewatching it again, I loved it all over again. I think it's a fun, like thrill ride of a show. Um, it had lots of nice twists and turns. Like I had, I was not expecting. Uh, was it? Dermot Mulroney? I keep getting the... <laughs> Dylan McDermott. <laughs> That's, no, this is Dermot no, it's, Mulroney. It's Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I watched that in Hostages at the same time, so that was extra confusing. But uh, Dermot Mulroney, I was not expecting him to suddenly be the bad guy, so I think that was a like a nice twist when they're having it. I mean, it's got like some comedy in there with like the fat kid running with the cop and uh, or the Secret Service agent, and they have some humor there. Um, I wonder what it's going to be moving forward. Or is it just going to be like each episode is going to be another parent uh, having to do something and then them trying to stop that parent from doing whatever he asks? 
but uh, I'm curious to see more, and I, I like what I've seen so far. Yeah, so, some of it is. Yeah, the 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 next episode has more of that uh, asking, of just like in this first episode, the parent who's typing something into the computer to make the, you know, the satellite array, uh, you know, the dish array change, and so that they can use it to down the drone. That's part of what it is that it more you get to see more of what the, you know the the plan is. I th- I thought it was interesting in the first episode that you come to find out that like the Secret Service guy, he shot his partner, but obviously he's a good shot and he shot him in a place hoping to incapacitate him and not kill him. And then you also find out later that not just that, but you find out that he's he's chained up. Back at the, you know, that he's they're they're holding somebody of his, you know, sort of hostage or something to uh, to make him do to do something. And so the whole thing revolves around these uh, trying to get, uh, you know, having people's kids or whatever to be able to try and get them to do to do what they want over this guy's master uh, master plan. And they're trying to, you you know, basically set up the, the Secret Service guy as the mastermind. It maybe or something and then you have so you have a lot of these uh a lot of twists and turns uh to come that i i was definitely drawn in by this one i like the pacing of it uh it you know it moves at a pretty good clip that keeps you involved with what's going on and and based on the first episode you know they they drop a couple of twists on you and uh so i'm sure that that's they're likely to continue with that uh, but also just in the setup of it at the end of the first episode, I didn't go, okay, how are they going to do a season of this? Like I did with hostages hostages. I really liked the pilot episode in and of itself, but it ended in such a way that I went, okay, what's the, how are they going to do this for what's the 15 episodes? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board uh, for crisis. And as, as of right now, how about you, Jason? Oh yeah, I thought it was a, a fantastic pilot. I'm not sure why, it's getting a mid-March launch because it, as strong as it is, it doesn't seem like a great launching pad. But there's definitely no question they can do 13 episodes and possibly future seasons. We don't know. And, and, and the we don't know is one of the big reasons it, it's working for me because there are so many questions about um, like Dermot Mulroney's character. I, I loved the turn that he took because he was kind of this – dopey dad who had you know bombed out of whatever academy it was so he wasn't tough enough and then he he takes that turn you don't expect which turns the whole show on its head and then you see like one of the people he's got working with him is like chained to the chair so suddenly that's not quite what it seems and there's just layers upon layers and it's going to be a lot of fun to to peel it back but you know it's, it's one of those shows where you come out of it you enjoyed aspects of it but you have so many question marks you're not even really sure how to analyze it or break it down because all you're going to be saying is i don't know what's going to happen but i'm excited to find out yeah, but but these days i'm i'm all for a show that i really don't have any idea what's oh yeah because so many year. of them you do you you know just like we, we just talked about a show where we're like and we think it was the his mom or whatever you know it's like it's all so obvious a lot of times so a show that that leaves you just no clue where it's going we don't know what the plot is. We don't know what the plan is, what what the satellite dish is turning was for. We don't know what any of it is. And I like that because it was well done. All the acting was solid. Um, I'm hoping I don't get annoyed by all those teenagers, but uh, <laughs> teenagers can be annoying. <laughs> what I also liked was it seems like 
everything like how this guy has every detail planned out like down to like they knew about the trackers they removed all the trackers like they see the first kid's missing he's like oh do we need him and yep this is his father's name we do need him so every kid there has a purpose and they have a plan for what they to whatever this master plan is like every single piece has its purpose so they're uh everything's planned ahead and i'm looking forward to seeing what that plan is and how how he he uses each of these different parents for what he needs. Yeah, I was definitely on board from the from the first episode, the first time I saw it, and I watched it again, and it it didn't uh, sort of falter under a second viewing. And the one thing I'll say is that the second episode builds on this episode quite nicely, and and makes me go makes me look forward to you know the following week. Anytime you have a show these days where as soon as an episode ends, you're like, oh, I want to see the next episode. That's uh, there's there's only a handful of shows that are doing that for me right now. While I watch a lot of shows and enjoy a lot of shows, at the end of it, you're not necessarily like wishing you could just binge watch it right into the. Uh, this one has a setup and the way things go into the next episode, and with all these types of twisty and turny type things, that it makes you want to not wait, you know, to find out what the next twist or turn is going to be. And, you know, something that's something that a scandal, uh, you know, was doing. Although that's, I think that show's gone off the rails. And, I agree. And is, is now become what once wasn't predictable has now become more, more predictable, more of the time. But for something like this right now, it, this is the show I think that has, uh, being new and stuff like that, but already from the get-go has these uh, these interesting twists and turns and bigger questions uh, about uh, what's going on here. So definitely, uh, definitely on board for that one. And I think it did it didn't do great, but I think it did pretty well. And if it can maintain uh, that type of thing, it may uh, it may go on. You know, it could possibly go on to another season. It does. With the setup, though, it does make me wonder how long you can go with this, you know, for, like, a multiple seasons type thing. Uh, it just doesn't seem to me that, like, this one hostage crisis could be... Unless they really stretch it out. Yeah, well, unless, on some respects, if you tell the story on, you know, more of, like, a, a loss scale, where, you know, when you're three seasons in, you've only they've only been on the island for, you know, like a couple months right. type of thing... So, you know, it de- I guess in some respects it, it depends on how many episodes, uh, like if it would be a short season, continu- you know, continually be something to be like a 12-episode season or something uh, going forward, and what type of time frame they told it on if it was going to continue the story. On the other hand, I've always said that it also sort of has a premise where some of these characters could move on to a new crisis in the future seasons or something like that. So there's some potential there, uh, I think, but I'm definitely on board for, uh, to see where they go with this first season. They could get Dylan McDermott for season two. I mean, he could come in as some, uh, as, as some side, uh, side character, or they could cast him as a, a yet unknown parent of somebody, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, you know, you saw some of them in the first episode, but there was a 
one of those massive gaggles of people where you can later cast anybody yeah. you want <laughs> uh, to be the parent of the week. All right, that'll do it uh, for the uh, primetime segment, and we'll move on to uh, got a few uh, TV on DVD picks for uh, some things coming out uh, next Tuesday, uh, March 25th. Uh, my pick is uh, Continuum uh, Season 2. Quite enjoy uh, Continuum. It's uh, the third season here is, uh, well, the third season has started already up in Canada, uh, but it uh, starts up in a few weeks, uh, uh, April, what is it, uh, April 4th on a sci-fi uh, for the third season. But uh, it's a, it's a really enjoyable show with a, you know, it's a, it does have the procedural aspect of sort of a cop show, but with a very interesting time travel element uh, thrown in and the way that they tell the stories of here, instead of having flashbacks, there's they're flashbacks, but they're, they're flashing back into her past, which is, her future type of thing. Cause she's from the future. And so they're showing you what the future was like before she was sent back. And some of the other people that were sent back and, uh, and it, it just is a very interesting. Uh, and then a lot of the cases and things case of the week type of thing, most of them play into this bigger, uh, storyline and, uh, that that's going on. And, very much looking forward to uh, uh, to season three, but uh, it's definitely worth uh, checking out the first couple seasons uh, if you haven't seen it. And uh, Jason, did you have a pick? I did, and it's not the one you think because I looked at the wrong date. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my pick is uh, the seasons one and two set for Key and Peele because it is bar none the, the smartest uh, sketch comedy show on television. And it, it it's holding a bar that like I put it like – holding up the Chappelle show bar with what they're doing. And it's, it's smart comedy. The, the characters are great. The, the two of them, they're both from mad TV, uh, Keegan, Michael key and Jordan Peele. They're hilarious. Um, they're, they're, uh, anger interpreter for Obama went viral. So a lot of their things have. So people are familiar with their work, even if they haven't been watching the show. And it's just a fantastic, brilliant sketch comedy show. And, and I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah. If you like, that you know sketch comedy type of stuff you you can't go wrong with the with key and peel i think also the sort of uh, short half hour type of uh, thing allows you to to really elevate the good stuff and get rid of the bad stuff oh yeah they don't that, have the snl that's something like sketch that's something like 90 minute you know like a 90 yeah. minute snl just take where, it as an example yeah, 90 where, minutes where you got to fill well, well, you got to fill roughly like sixty minutes of stuff with sketches and and uh, you know stuff like that. That uh, it just becomes hard harder to do. Also, they're doing it on more episodes type of thing with with SNL, and so something like this is on smaller episodes. They're able to really focus in on uh, some of the the stuff that really works and make each sort of each episode really. It'd be like if you could boil down like an SNL to like its best like three three bits each week, that would be sort of a or even something back like Mad TV that you know you could that that was another one that it while not as long, you know only it was going still like sixty sometimes minutes too long. <laughs> uh, it they still weren't able to fill you know forty five minutes with enough actual good stuff on a weekly basis. So yeah, Key and Peele works uh, 
it, a lot of their stuff is uh, is really good and works pretty good. And uh, how about you, Kyle? And uh, my pick is DreamWorks Dragons Season 2, Defenders of Burke, Part 1. I'm not sure how you... <laughs> Basically, each season has a different name. It's called DreamWorks Dragons, and the second season is called Defenders of Burke. This is the first ten episodes of the second season. Uh, basically, if you've seen How to Train Your Dragon, uh, a lot of the original cast members came are back doing the same voices. Like So this bridges the gap with the new movie coming pretty soon i forget when it comes out um this these uh are there th- those characters adventures in between the the first two movies um i had never seen the show i got the first season for review last uh, over the summer and i just watched the whole thing in a marathon i, I just really enjoyed this show so with the second season coming out uh they got the first half and i definitely recommend uh checking this out before the new movie comes out I also have a uh, giveaway on my site for this, uh, so be sure to uh, head there and, and enter uh, so you can win this DVD. And we'll have a, a link to that in the show notes so that you can uh, just click on over there and, and enter to win. And then if you don't, then you can buy it. It's a double level there. You can uh, try for the win and then go for the buy. Uh, and if you take Kyle's word for it you'll you'll win by watching and enjoying the however you end up with it yeah I assume they'll send me a review copy so I should have a review up of it as well so all right uh next week Ray will be back with me and uh, our guest will be uh Liz Henderson from nicegirlstv.com so we'll be uh changing things up a little bit where normally when Ray's on Amory's on as well but uh next week it'll be uh Ray and I with uh, a guest. So that'll be a little bit different. Uh, you can find uh, links to the news stories and uh, as and the DVDs we talked about, as well as uh, where you can find Jason uh, online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 218. Uh, you can leave a comment there or e- email us at feedback at tvtimes3.com and let us know if you agree with us about the shows we talked about. What do you think about uh, Resurrection after a couple episodes? Uh, were you as affected by the last episode of The Walking Dead uh, as we were? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, also would like to thank uh, Alex Designs and uh, Leslie Hassler uh, for their recent uh, five-star reviews out on iTunes. Uh, thank you very much for that. And with that, we'll close. Uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And that'll do it for this week. Uh, thank you again, Jason and Kyle, for uh, joining me on episode 218. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, thanks for it all. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.